0: You're listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. Each week, we talk to people just like you who share stories of God's faithfulness because the God who did still does. It's We Love Our City week, and we are so excited. I hope you've made plans with your people to love and bless those in Abilene and the big country. But even if you don't live in our area, you are still invited to participate as well. For creative ideas, just go to beltway.org slash we love our city. Okay, today on the podcast is going to be fun because we get to chat with Will Saunders, the director of Beltway Garage. He's going to share the heart behind the garage ministry, some fun stories, and just kind of what God is teaching him right now through service and serving others. Plus, do you remember the testimony video from Celebration Sunday a few weeks ago with a young woman who received a free car from Beltway Garage? Well... Towards the end of the episode, she shares a little bit more of her story with us. Y'all, God has been up to quite a lot in her life. He truly is the God who sees, and He is so in the details of our lives. Okay, let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond Sundays podcast. I'm so excited to have Will Saunders in the studio with me today. Hi, Will. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you so much for making time to come up here and have a conversation. From the Beltway Garage, you have your Beltway Garage gear on today.
1: Mm, got some nice merch.
0: Nice merch. I think I want one of those sweatshirts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can talk to Jeffrey. I'm getting him one next week. So
0: <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. Well, before we begin, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about you?
1: Okay, um, my name is William Saunders, obviously, um, I am three years retired from the Air Force. spent 23 years in the Air Force. Married, I have four kids. My oldest is at uh, he lives in Austin. He graduated from Texas Tech in 2020. My second oldest is married. He lives here in Abilene with his wife. I've got two kids at home. They both work on staff here at Beltway. Um, my youngest is getting ready to head off to Texas Tech and my second youngest will be here, staying here in Abilene, going to TSTC to get his uh, aircraft and power plant license. And my wife works here on staff.
0: Yeah, we're so lucky to have the Saunders family as a part of our church family. So how long have y'all been attending Beltway?
1: Um, So I've worked at Beltway off and on since 2017 because I was uh, part-time for facilities. And then when I initially retired, I was running the night shift for facilities. So we've been involved with Beltway for a while.
0: Yeah. And what did you do in the Air Force? Did you mention that?
1: No, I was a jet engine mechanic.
0: Awesome. Well, that kind of makes sense now that you're, you're in the Beltway Garage. That makes 100% sense. Well, why don't you explain to our listeners, if they they may not even know, all of the many ways and the things that Beltway Garage does. It's located on the north side of town. Um, but why don't you just share a little bit about the heart behind Beltway Garage and what it is.
1: Okay, so the garage is located at 4126 North 1st Street. Um, we are open the first, third, and fourth Saturdays of the month. Uh, we, we service um, vehicles for low-income families, Single parents, elderly, disabled, and the widowed. We provide free labor. We just require that they pay for parts. Uh, As far as maintenance, we can do almost all fluid changes. We do anything external to the engine. We can handle suspension stuff, uh, brakes, rotors, um, air conditioners, alternators, as in the AC compressor, not not anything inside the dashboard, Uh, just different things like that.
0: Yeah, you're talking language that I, not necessarily, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't necessarily understand, but it sounds important and expensive. <laughs> so I'm so grateful for uh, that Beltway Garage exists in our town. I'm sure it, it's a, such a blessing to so many different families all over the big country. Uh, how many surf team members do you typically have from week to week?
1: Uh, with We have about anywhere between 18 and 22
0: Wow. Are on, they, on a Saturday. Are they usually like mechanics? Do they have that in their background or do they learn how to do that when they come and serve or what does that look like?
1: Some of them do. Uh, I know we have a lot of the, we have quite a few guys from Dias Air Force Base. They work in vehicle maintenance. So uh, they come out and help. We have a couple guys that were in the engine back shop that came to help a few times. A lot of the people aren't, I, I think the, um, what's the word, the um, skill level of everyone is, a, is at a range. We've had people who've done like in-depth maintenance that can pretty much tear an engine apart and put it back together. Wow. And we have people who just know how to do oil changes. So if you know your way around a wrench, we could use you.
0: (laughs) There you go. There's your plug, guys, (laughs) and ladies out there (laughs) who have that in their background. Uh, Well, how many families or individuals do you guys serve from week to week?
1: It varies. So um, I checked for January and February so far this year. January, we helped 43 families. February, we helped 46. Wow. So it just depends on, on who signs up and who shows up.
0: Yeah. Why don't you walk me through the process of someone who is looking to have help from Beltway Garage. How do they go about getting the help that they need?
1: So what they would do is go onto our website, beltway.org garage. And uh, as they scroll down, they'll see a section that says truck and car maintenance. And there'll be a little block that says request an appointment. Once they fill out that application, I'll get an email and then I'll give them a call give them a call and schedule them for an appointment if it's something that we can do.
0: Yeah. Y'all recently uh, got a call into a young woman who um, was on the, uh, uh, she was on a video testimony recently on a Sunday. Her name is Rachel. And I actually had the privilege of having her come in and kind of share just a little bit deeper on her testimony and story and just what that phone call meant for her to receive the, yes, you can come in, your application's been accepted. And I love something she said, and, of course, we're, we're attaching her testimony to this podcast conversation. Um, she said in our conversation last week, she said that she was overwhelmed with gratitude that she was, one, getting a car, but, two, that it was way nicer <laughs> and more beautiful above and beyond all that she could have asked, thought of, or imagined. That's awesome. And I just – that is the extravagance and – the beauty and the how detailed God is with things like this. I mean, he knows, he knew Rachel. Yeah. And he met her heart and her heart's desires in that moment. And she expressed that sitting right where you are just this last week. And she was like, it was just more beautiful than I ever thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Well, what is your favorite thing about Beltway Garage?
1: Um, one of my favorite things is that the serve team is not just uh, people who attend Beltway. We've have, uh, we have people that are involved with other uh, dealerships in the community or other shops. They've come out and have helped support us. We've had other churches we've had. Some folks from Fountain Gate, from New Hope, a couple Church of Christ people, that uh, members that have shown up. And no one's there to talk religion or theology. We're just there to help the community and uh, fix I love cars. That.
0: I love that. And that is what the body of Christ is supposed to be about yeah. it's linking arms and resources and just trying to help people yeah. and love people and show them love through, you know, a, an area of their life that meets a need. Yeah, right. Whether it's an oil change that they can't afford or it's a part that they they don't know how to fix or repair and. Y'all, all of your services are free. Is that correct?
1: Yes. We we provide free labor. We just require that they pay for the parts. And if they're not sure what they need, we'll order the parts for them at a discounted price, and then wow. they just pay us for the parts.
0: That's incredible. Well, I, I'm, I'm not in the Beltway Garage. I'm not working with the families and the individuals, but I'm sure you have some, some fun stories and some fun moments where you've just been overwhelmed with Just gratitude, because what we know from Scripture is that we are blessed when we give. We get a blessing. Yes. So what are the blessings that you've seen as you've worked with families and individuals and even your serve team at Beltway Garage?
1: Uh, With people that we've helped, uh, I've seen quite a few times where someone will come in and they are just down and distraught because their main or only mode of transportation isn't working. And just to see the smile on their face, or or the breakdown in, in emotions, or just just the overwhelming joy and happiness they have—that where they felt hopeless, there was hope, mm-hmm. and and what wherever there was darkness, that the lights back. It's where they feel they can continue to go on. That you know, where they felt like, oh my gosh, this is this is the end of the world. My car doesn't work. I can't get my kids to school. I can't go to work. Um, all all those things are just thrown out the window because they've gotten a second chance, pretty much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love how what it is, is it's God's glory being on display. Yeah, He's he's the hope, and we carry that hope in all of us. And when the body of Christ links arm and arm together, and we get to bless and love our city, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, man, we're able to provide that glimmer of hope.
1: I think one of my favorite things that happened, when I first started, um, we had a gentleman come in, and his car wasn't running well. And he came in, and after he signed the paperwork, he said, if you fix my car, I promise I'll go to church again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And um, we saw him almost every Sunday. He was sitting in the back row, and I was like, hey, what's going on? And he was like, I told you I'd be here.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So I thought
1: that was pretty cool. Well,
0: I think it's, it goes, I mean, I've, I've been reading the Gospels this year and just kind of over and over and over in different translations. And what I love is that Jesus, yes, he taught in the tabernacle, But more than he taught in the tabernacle and read the scrolls, he was with people, Yeah, and he was meeting their needs, whether they were hungry or thirsty or blind or sick or lonely or proud or haughty, he he met them in their need. And I think it's when the church can think about just loving people in that way, like offering a smile or helping someone with their groceries from, you know walmart or something i mean just simple even simple things yes the big things too Mm -hmm. like being able to do what y'all do at beltway garage but also the more simple things but before we dive deeper into we love our city which is this week woohoo! i have another question for you about beltway garage if you could share any of the dreams that you guys have that you're dreaming with god about is there anything that comes to mind
1: yes so um i would love for one day to have the garage open during the week
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, longer than just three hours on the weekend because yeah. there there is a big need. And right now, just not having the the team or the, yeah, not having the people or the resources just to be able to do, I mean, if it, it were up to me, if I could do it all myself, I would, but I mean, that's not possible. Right. So um, if it's something that we can do more often and not just have to tell anyone, hey, I understand that you're a vehicle, has this major issue, you're going to have to wait a week mm-hmm. to get this done, or you're going to have to wait a month. Um, if they say, yeah, hey, we can get you in tomorrow, that would be that would be amazing if we can do that. That's, that's one dream that I have.
0: Well, if anybody has interest in mechanics or learning about cars or anything like that, where would they go to find out more information about serving?
1: So they can also go to the Beltway website or the garage website, because there's a, another, as you scroll down, there's a spot to... Um, join the uh, serve team.
0: That's awesome.
1: And there's also another section, because uh, we donate vehicles also, if anyone's interested in donating a vehicle, uh, there's a section if, if people want to donate vehicles. Well, that's really cool. <laughs> I
0: love that. All right, what's God teaching you through serving others, whether it's in Beltway Garage or the other ways that you and your family love people? what What is God teaching you right now?
1: Um, I think it is uh, a lot about community, mm-hmm. um, just building community and... Um, and just being the body, you know, mm-hmm. you you can't. As long as Jeffrey was talking about, you never know how how you feel about something or how important a part of the body is right. until you you don't have access to it. Mm-hmm. And I know, speaking for myself and a lot of former military members, we're used to doing everything ourselves. Just like gun ho, we're just gonna get up and oh, I can do this. I don't need anybody else. But you know, just to be able to have other people to lean on and to be able to talk to and vent to and um everybody's life circumstances is different and you never know when you're going to have to come across or when you come across someone who's gone through something that you went through and you can feel like oh I I thought I was the only one uh just recently we went through an issue and it was um something that uh I talked to a f- few friends of mine I wasn't I didn't know that they had gone through the same thing mm-hmm. so just being able to express you know hey this is what we're going through and like yeah we went through this and just having someone to lean on and talk to and instead of having to try to figure out on my own or right. like feel like, uh, I'll, I'll figure it out or whatever.
0: And the family of God is so important. And you're right. Community is so key. It's exactly what Jeffrey talked about um, on that Sunday where he mentioned we, we grow better when we grow together. And we do need other people to help pull us up when we're down. And yeah. it is encouraging when, because the enemy loves to isolate Oh yeah, and loves to convince us all that we're the only one. And it can feel dark, lonely, depressing, in um, a myriad of other really negative things. Yeah. But when we have community and we can share our struggles with one another, that load feels a lot lighter.
1: Yeah. If you look at a, a visual example of that, is if you watch a nature documentary, the, uh, the predator always goes after the uh, the weak one or the one that's by itself. But when you have like the herd of wildebeest or buffalo, they they protect that one mm-hmm. so that the enemy can't get to it. And that's that's exactly what our community does.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. It's a good picture. Okay, so I'm gonna switch gears and okay. we're gonna talk about we love our city, which right. is this week. So I was, I mean, this morning in staff meeting, we were praying for we love our city. As a staff, and I love that we spent time doing that this morning through worship and through remembering the one thing, which is what Ashley Kirshner was encouraging us all, which is to remember that God gets the glory. The goal is God, right? Yes. And worshiping Him and Him alone, and His glory being the thing that's made known through our lives, right? Yeah. And through the way that we love and interact with people, because it, everything in the kingdom flows through people. And so, as we look to we love our city, we're all praying into ways that we as families, we as life groups, or you know, whatever group you might be in, whether it's your group at the gym or a group at school, if you're a teacher, you know, whatever that group looks like, or your dorm floor if you're a college student. We're looking at ways that we can look up and look at the people around us and are there needs around us? and how can we, meet those needs or how can we love and bless and serve others so i'm interested and curious what is your group doing for so we love our city
1: what we are doing is one of our mem- or one of our members of our life group works for goodwill and she reached out to someone who knows about the and i had no idea that there were homeless encampments in abilene
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we are going to make some pb&j sandwiches and bring them out there and hand out some sandwiches and water and just love on that community i love that there was a devotional that I read a long time ago, and it really stuck to me. It stuck with me, and it had to deal with this um, guy was uh, hired by this like millionaire, and the millionaire invited him and his wife to go on like a vacation with him, and he takes him to this really nice restaurant. And on the way to the restaurant, the millionaire stops and picks up a penny. So the wife sees him pick up, pick up the penny. And she's like, in her head, she's like, why did you pick up a penny? So as they're at dinner, she's like, she can't get it out of her mind. So she finally says, you know, why did you pick up the penny? So he pulls the penny out of his pocket and he says, look at it. So she looks at it. She says, what's the big deal? It's a regular penny. He said, well, what does it say? She says, "Uh, United States of America. And it was like, what else? And it was like, 1964. She's like, no, what does it say? She said, and in the back it says, in God we trust. And he said that, you know, every time I pick up a penny, I think of God's blessings and what he's done to me or done for me. So that's just a reminder, mm-hmm. and I think about the people that we help and and the people who are less fortunate than the people we help. They're like a penny, you know. Most people see a penny on the ground and just, oh, that's just a penny. Mm-hmm. It, it's not worth anything. But God doesn't see us that way. We're we're a penny and we're valuable. That's and right. every time He sees us, He picks us up.
0: Mm, that's so good. I love that. I'm so <laughs> glad you shared that. Um, our group, I mentioned this before we started recording, but our group is thinking through ways that we can serve and love our city and also surrounding areas and, and even other communities. Because I attend a life group that Jeffrey and I have been in with our family for the last 11 years. But we also, like I, as an online campus pastor, lead an online life group. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at, well, how do we as women, scattered all over, how do we get involved in We Love Our City You know, through the online space, what does that look like? Or do we each individually do something that connects us all like, do we all try to get together, those of us who live in the area, put together a gift basket of sorts for each of our neighborhood's mailmen right we all have a mailman who That's comes cool. by or yeah. a UPS guy you know our FedEx guy and just try to love and bless the people that are coming to our door to our home mm-hmm. right and so I mean we're just we're mulling over lots of ideas and we're gonna meet this Wednesday and, and discuss some of the the ideas but I was even researching other online ways that that people can bless and serve others that doesn't necessarily, involve like having to go somewhere physically, and there's tons of of ideas on the internet of ways that you can volunteer and serve and love people online. But I was even thinking about this. One thing that all of us can do, like one thing, every single person that is going to be a part of We Love Our City is we can look at maybe providing encouragement Mm -hmm. or a prophetic word to one person that week or even one person each day. Yeah. And just asking the Lord, Lord, would you highlight someone in my day today? When I go to Walmart to pick up my grocery order, <laughs> yeah. you know, or when I go to the bank, or when I am pumping gas, would you open my eyes, yeah. you know, and help me see the people you're highlighting? Because if you're going to highlight them, you're going to give me a word. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me something that I that you want to speak into that person's life that will bring encouragement, that will bring hope, that will bring um, joy, and even a smile on a person's face, because you just never know what that might mean in that person's life at that exact time. We just don't know, because we don't know everyone's stories, but there is one who does. Yep, He knows everyone's stories. (laughs) And so it's lots of fun to be involved in the process of doing his work,
1: yes, it is. in
0: people's lives. Well, okay, I've got one more question for you, just because okay. I'm curious. Y'all are in the Beltway Garage. Do you have a playlist that you guys listen to?
1: Unfortunately, no. We usually put on uh, KG and Z or Air One.
0: Oh, th- so, well, there you go. You've got the radio on. I yeah, love we've that. you have got the radio on. That's awesome. Well, but good. it
1: plays in the it plays in the garage and it plays in the waiting area, so we all get to listen to Air One.
0: That's awesome. Well, Will, thank you so much for coming in today and having a conversation with us about We Love Our City and the Beltway Garage. You're very
1: welcome. It is was there, fun.
0: Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up?
1: Yeah. If anyone's interested in volunteering at the garage, even if you're not mechanically inclined, um, we do have a team that prays for the people that are waiting for their cars to get worked on. And that's that's always a huge blessing. So there, there's more than just the option of turning wrenches. You don't mind getting your hands dirty playing with flowers? You can get your hands dirty at the garage. (laughs) There
0: you go. Well, thanks so much, Will. You're welcome. Well, hey, everyone. I'm so excited today because I have a new friend in the studio with me today. I have Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing great. I so appreciate you taking the time to come in once again to share your story with the people of Beltway Park. And recently, you actually shared your story through a video testimony that was shown on a Sunday a few weeks ago. And so I wanted to just give you space to be able to Share a little bit more behind the scenes. Okay. Um, we all couldn't get over just how beautiful of a testimony it is um, that, that, that the Lord,
2: kind
0: of <laughs> <laughs> how the Lord has provided over time in your life and for your sweet children. And so, but before we dive into okay. all of that, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you?
2: Um, my name is Rachel Kelly, and I am. Just recently turned 33, I have a 13-year-old autistic son who now lives with my mom due to me having a stroke and everything, and I was finding out that my two-year-old daughter, Annalie, had some medical issues going on. So, you know, young, thriving, <laughs> trying to make it work, you know, chaotic mom time. Um, my mom is honestly my biggest supporter, Um. When I was younger, we used to go head to head all the time and mm-hmm. I was like, Now mom, I'm right. <laughs> but now that I'm older and I've bloomed and really see the picture, she has really been my rock. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I would do without her. Sorry. No, you're okay. <laughs> um anyways I, I'm pretty outgoing kind of person. I love doing photography. Mm-hmm. Um I just signed up for technology at our church. So, I can start learning a little bit more about mm-hmm. getting deeper into that and what I can do with my gifts to share with others. I love so, that. Um, I was brought up in a Christian home, grew up as a Christian. You know, during my teen years, I kind of backslided and did things I shouldn't have done, but I think we all do at some point in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, but this last couple of years, basically since I had my daughter, has been a big life change. It's. Yeah. It's been a real roller coaster, and I think it's really made me mature a little bit more in myself and really discover who I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always felt lost. I've been through a lot since I was a kid. I've had a lot of things happen to me as a kid Mm -hmm. um, due to just being in bad situations. Um, And like my mom said, I could play the victim of it, or I can... Turn it around and share my tragedy and show how God can pull you out of anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Became a mom very young. Mm -hmm. I got married very young with my first son. Um, I was doing okay, and then I bounced back down, not sure. I was always chasing after somebody to be a husband and a father for my child because his father did not want nothing to do with us. So I struggled on identity, basically. Mm -hmm. And then... Finally moved away to my dad's for a little bit. Maybe a different scene would change. And So then when I couldn't take it anymore, me and my mom went through court and everything over my son because I was just kind of going off the deep end. Um, I hate to admit this, but I dated somebody that ended up being a drug dealer. And I kept telling myself it's okay. I can make him change. I can make him be who I want him to be. And what had happened, he put me in a bad situation. He carried things with him in the vehicle that I did not know of. And my first thought was, what happened if my baby was with me? Where would my life be? So, obviously, me and my mom got in a really big fight, and I was in denial, like, it's fine, Mom, it's going to be fine. And that's when I moved to my dad's, thinking, he'll help me. Maybe this time he'll help me. And... In some ways, he does. And then in some ways, it was where I didn't know anymore. And the next thing I know, my mom put a restraining order on me for my son, for my son's safety. And at the time, I saw it. My mom was a monster. She's trying to take my baby. But now that I'm older and I realize things, she was just trying to protect him. while I tried to figure out who I was so I wasn't putting him in danger. One day... I was I went like seven months not talking to my mom's side of the family. It was a right, COVID, right before COVID just happened. My nana was in the nursing home. I was very close to my nana. Um, I don't know. I was working out at a horse ranch. I was just volunteering, but I love horses and my son could go out there with me. And it was like I've never really heard the Lord speak, but I know he's speak through people because mm-hmm. I'll be like, God, I literally just ask you this question and here I am 30 minutes later and somebody's giving me the answer. So I don't know. Something said, check your voicemails. So I check them. And one of them's from my mom, just crying. I love you. I want to talk to you. Well, I didn't know this voicemail was like months old. Like I haven't checked it in that long. So I call her and I was like, mama. I want to talk, and I am going to come home. So we talked. We figured things out. We finished with court. I ended up having my son back, and I trusted her to help me and guide me, and I learned to be quiet and listen more. You know, children are supposed to be seen, not heard. <laughs> I've always been told that. But um, ugh. anyways, long story short, we got better. We got on good terms. Mom was giving me my space. I was taking a break from guys, everything. And then I met my daughter's uh, dad. Um, We weren't even together a month. And sure enough, I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, great, here I am going down the exact same path, doing stuff I should not do. So me and him talked. He started going to church with me. He wanted to be saved. He was never brought up in a Christian home. His family does drugs. I knew about it, but I was like, your family doesn't make you. Mm -hmm. You make you. Well, then I found out he did drugs and hardcore ones. And I'm like two months pregnant at this time. And I said, you need to decide, me and the baby, or this is your path. And he chose that. And I haven't spoken to him since. So I told my mom what had happened. And I said, I know I'm always asking you for second chances, but I need your help. And, of course, she let me move in, and it was nice because my son was there, and I got to see more of him, and um, went through my whole pregnancy, kind of kept it a secret because I was kind of embarrassed and shamed, and then I was at work one day, my water broke and found out I was having a baby wait early. She ended up being a micro preemie. Um... She had a lot going on in the NICU. She had a lot of d and Brady's. we get close to her coming home, and then we had to wait seven more days, and then we found out she had to have a blood transfusion. Wow. So my son is my world, but I think having my daughter, like, really woke me up. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, you need to get your big-girl britches on, and you need to straighten up and do what's right for your kids. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) she's— So since then, it's just kind of been a long road. And I was like, okay, I have this new baby. She's tiny. She was only three pounds. Like, what do I do with this? How do I take care of her? And my mom's like, you're strong. You come from a long line of strong women. You've got this. Believe. Don't lose your faith. And I said, okay. And I started doing really good. And then we used to live in Kentucky. That's where I met my first husband. And... I knew a gentleman named Jamie and I've known him for thirteen years, but I didn't like truly know him. I just we had a couple of um, years together and then we just stayed friends on Facebook. Well then we started interacting and talking and we were probably together eight months and on Thanksgiving he ended up proposing to me and me and mom talked and she's like, What are you gonna do? I was like, I'm gonna move up there for one year. We've talked about it and we'll move right back. With me doing that, I said with Tucker's schedule and him being autistic and everything, I want to do 50-50 and make you primary because, you know, that's what's best for him. And I was actually okay with it. And he was okay with it. And, you know, I was like, I'll be back in a year. I'll still get to see him throughout the year. It'll be fine. Um, it's kind of crazy because yesterday would have been my one-year uh, wedding anniversary. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I wasn't sad. It was more like, I'm glad God got me out of the situation I was in. So, I got a really good income tax last year. I was able to get my U Haul, move all my stuff. I probably spent about eight grand moving up there. And my family was awesome enough to drive me there so that way I can get those last moments with them. And we spent about a week together and then they went home. Uh, Everything was great. We had our wedding, you know, honeymoon phase for a couple of weeks. And then it just like took a really dark turn. Um, but I stayed strong and I was like, God, whatever you've got planned, help me get out of this because I don't know what to do. I'm kind of stuck here now. So I think it was Cinco de Mile night. He was actually really sweet and made me some tacos. We tried to talk things out. And then I went. we went to bed and I woke up about 3 a.m. with my whole left side completely numb. I could not move it. I could like, I was crawling to the kitchen to get a drink. Because I was like, what is wrong? I was doing like pins up and down. I even bit myself just to be like, am I dreaming? Is this real? Wake up. So I went and woke him up and I was like, hey, can you like pray over me? Call 911. I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. And he starts cussing and yelling at me because I woke him up. And he's like, no, I'm just gonna call 911. They can take care of you. So we go to the hospital and they were like, oh, you had a stroke. I was like, no, there's no way. I'm too young. So they do all this cat skin stuff. And they're like, well, we don't see anything. Uh, so maybe it's a pinched nerve. I had just had a deep tissue body massage. That's probably what it is. So they let me go the next morning. Two days later, I barely could breathe. My numbing got worse. I kept passing out, in and out. So he drove me to... Five different hospitals. Well, he drove me to one hospital, which ended up turning into going to five different hospitals. And we ended up in probably the best hospital there in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, I believe. Um, at an actual nar- neurosurgeon hospital. And they were like, you definitely had a stroke, but it w- you also have a hole in your heart. So, of course, I'm scared. I'm shaken. My family drove all the way from Texas to Keng- my daughter. And we're fighting the whole time. I try to apologize, be the bigger person. And he's like, yes, I want to make this work. So I'm like, okay. My family leaves. He gets me to the rehab and literally drops me off. He goes, do you need anything from me? They said no. Pushes me in in my wheelchair and walks out. Long story short, I called him. I said, I need you to come get me now. They're letting me go ahead and leave because I've excelled and I'm doing way better than they expected. Like, they were just amazed how most people have strokes. It takes months. And I still had numbness for a while. But I'm like, God's my healer. They were able to release me. He came and got me in I said, I think we need to have a divorce. I don't want to ask this, but I don't think this is fixable. And he goes, oh, it's okay. I've already talked to a lawyer. I'm like, Lord, get me home. I want to go back to Texas. Like, this was not my time. Anyways, they sent, he sent me on my way home on a plane. I also had a vehicle when I moved up there, and I lost it because his parents bought it. So I was starting from ground zero. I was glad to be home with my ba- both of my babies, Um I just was ran down, tired. I just gave up on everything. Mom started, like, let's go to church. I was sitting in a chair. I mean, I looked like a grumpy teenager, like, <laughs> gosh, Mom. And I was just like, I didn't know where to start, where to begin. And probably went a couple Sundays in a row, and Mom was like, you need to go down for prayer, for healing. Mm. I was like, I've done it before, and I know God can heal, but there's sometimes— When you're mad and angry with yourself, you don't think it's happening on your time. And like I said, God's timing is everything. Mm -hmm. And he knows when you need to be where you're at. Mm -hmm. So they prayed for me for probably about 45 minutes or so to hour. And three days later, all my feeling came back. And whew.
0: You mean in your body, like you physically. I
2: could feel, I can touch, I can feel hot, cold. Like it was just like this whole door opened and all this weight was gone
0: wow praise god
2: yes so since then i was just like yay something good happened and then i had issues with my driver's license and several weeks later they're like oh yeah you can get one you're eligible and i was like yay then i was able to get a job i even tried to get on medicaid and food stamps for me my daughter since before I had the job because we didn't have any income and I was living with my granddad who is elderly and I helped take care of him because it was like the most simple but easy way to keep me busy. And I also paid and did crafts and all that just to keep me entertained. Um, But long story short, <laughs> I know I keep saying that, but it was like one day my mom was like, have you ever heard of Beltway Garage? And I was like, no, what's that? She goes, well, it has to do with Beltway, but you can apply, and they help families with vehicles. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like I said, nothing like that ever happens to me because I'm always more of a giver than a receiver. So put my application in, probably a few weeks went by, maybe close to a month. And Will and June text my mom at like 11.59 a.m. at (laughs) night or p.m., And I guess my mom was tired because she said she looked at it and went right back to bed. But she said that next morning, she was excited and she shot me a checks over and said, you're getting a car. Wow. And I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) I said, who's giving me a car? I said, did y'all find me one? she said, Bellway Garage approved your application and you were accepted as one of the candidates. And I was like, are you serious? And it was like everybody at work could see how happy I was. Like I was just up and down my halls at work. I work at a daycare and I was like, I've got a car. I'm getting a car. And it's like just, it's crazy. But like a car to me, that's my freedom. That's my way of getting to be out and about. I spent eight months to almost nine months in a house and four walls where I wasn't even capable of going outdoors unless somebody had to come get me. And it's different when you have to depend on people. Like, I've never been one of those, do I need to depend on, you know, I can do it myself. That's the way my parents taught me. You make it happen. So not having that ability to do that and having that kind of stop me, it kind of made me take a chance to really focus on what God has given me already what he has blessed me with i we're working on almost a here now that my stuff has been in storage and i can tell you right now i may know about five things that are in there that are that important to me and the other one is probably junk mm-hmm. so it's like it was a good cleanse basically is what it was and it was a good confidence upbeat and then they showed me the car and it ended up being prettier than what i expected and my mom's like I know it's a Ford and you don't like Ford. I said, Mom, I don't care if it's a dump truck. It's mine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, it's mine. I don't – it's mine. So God has just worked wonders. And oh, uh, my daughter just recently, too, found out that she had medical stuff going on. And we did find out she does not have a tumor, which is amazing. Praise God. And we go next week for more genetics testing. And we're speaking. We go in and they're going to be like – not sure why you're here because we ain't showing nothing. See, nothing. Yes. Yes, so, Lord. <laughs> it he's been he's been working. He's yeah. been working when you think he's not working, he's working. That's right. And he's still working. Um like I said, having this opportunity to come tell my testimony for the second time is great and Honestly, I told my testimony to one of my girls at work, and she's a single mom who's really been through more stuff than I have. Mm-hmm. And she just got blessed with a home for her three kids, and wow. she just got a car today. Wow. So, Praise God. So it's amazing how you can share your story. Uh-huh. And— God, It's just great.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I just have two more questions for you, if that's okay. go for it. Okay. Um, What do you know about God now that you didn't know before moving back to Texas? And you can take your time.
2: That it doesn't matter what the worst you've done in your life, He loves you. I mean, I've done some things in my life where I'm like, this is my gateway to hell. This is my ticket. To hell. I'm just my mom's like, no, you gotta pray about it, repent about it, be a server. Serve the people, save the people. So I think I've really learned that God has been by me twenty-four-seven, even when I thought he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He's always looked out for me and I think it's really opened my eyes because when you're blinded by everything else going on in the world you can't, it's like he's here, but you can't see him. But he's like waving at you. Hey, honey, I'm right here. It's okay. I'm right here. And now it's like, God, I see you now. Mm -hmm. I see where you're reaching out and where you're making paths for me. That's
0: good. Okay. I got one more question for you if you're all right. Go for it. Okay. Can you talk me and walk me through the process of the day that you went to Beltway Garage to pick up your car?
2: Well, huh. so we ended up meeting at Registration License Place, actually. Okay. And I pulled up, and my mom was there. Will and June was there. And I walk in, and we're just chit-chatting, you know, sweaty. My hands are sweaty and getting really hot and nervous. And it's taking forever, I feel like. But as soon as he hands me the key and everything to my car, I lost it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I just said, Mom, this is the break I needed. Like, it's crazy. It's just crazy how a simple car can make a Jurassic ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And it's like, since then, things have really opened up. Things are, my path is being more clear than it's ever been for me. And like I said, I always say God talks through other people through me, but I've learned so far through this journey, he's using me as one of his people through my friends.
0: That's good. I told you this earlier. I love when I met you um, here today at the church, you have a shirt on you that says pray. Yes. (laughs) Talk to me about that. Why Um, is that a shirt you have on today?
2: Actually, it was a shirt that was my mom's. And I've actually been going through a little bit of a weight loss journey. And, you know, you stress, you eat. I've actually lost quite a lot of weight and down like four pant sizes. So it's amazing. Congratulations. My mom is smaller than me. So she's like, I got some shirts. I know you've lost some weight. And all of them fit. But when I put this one on this morning, I wasn't going to wear it because it's a nicer shirt and I work at a daycare. But... I was like, I want to wear this one today. And for some reason, and it's funny that you mentioned my shirt today because everybody at work today was like, oh, my gosh, I love your shirt. I'm like, it literally just says pray, though. Like, why is everybody loving my shirt? And then I'm like, sometimes you just might need to see that. Pray Mm -hmm. or breathe or be still and know that I am God. That's
0: good. Her T-shirt has the word pray on it, and it has gold glitter Yes. Like on the, the the part where it says pray. And I'm going to listen to the Lord here for just a minute because I think that there's something in there that the Lord wants to give to you. I thank you, God, today that you have brought her home, that you have healed so much in her heart, in her body, in her family. God, that you have shown yourself as provider where no man could, but you did. And I thank you, God, that she is a woman of God, a warrior, a prayer warrior, as she knows where her help comes from. Her help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And what I sense with your T-shirt is that you are becoming a prayer warrior and you are becoming a light in darkness
2: i literally the word radiant you're Mm -hmm. a radiant light in somebody else's darkness is what came to my mind just now and i swear i just felt the holy spirit because it was like there you go
0: you are called to shine from the inside out and to sprinkle that golden glitter
2: yes (laughs) yes we're all about the glitter lord
0: (laughs) but it's it's glitter from heaven it's it's power and authority from heaven because of Jesus and what Jesus, the work he's done in your life. Yes.
2: Oh. And I thank him, and I love him very much. Aww. I don't know how many times here lately I've just been like, God, I know I haven't said a lot over the years, but I love you. I love you. I love you. You're doing amazing. Aww. Like I don't know. I'm learning to find my confidence in through him. And it's just, it's been a journey, and it's still going to be a journey, and I can't wait to see how many other people's lives I can change.
0: There you go. That's awesome. Thank you you so much for coming in and sharing your story with us today. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you. I hope today's episode encouraged and blessed you. God is always moving, and it's so much fun to be a part of what He is doing. I sure hope you'll choose to participate in We Love Our City with us this week. It's going to be awesome. So make sure you take the opportunity to invite those you're seeking to bless to our Easter services. You know, we have a lot to choose from between the two campuses and also online. And don't forget to share a photo or video of you, your family, or life group as you love and bless others and tag at Beltway Park on social media using the hashtag WeLoveAbilene or email your photos to Crow at Beltway.org because we want to celebrate with you. For links and resources mentioned in the episode today, head on down to our show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. We hope you have a blessed day and an amazing week. And remember, God is always moving, and He's moving in your life too, as we love our city, Beyond Sundays.